AEW Dynamite crushes the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, causing people to question Dave Meltzer's bias. We talk about it next on the Squared Circle Cycle Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, what did you think of the awards? Do you think Dave Meltzer has a bias in the world of professional wrestling? I think, honestly, the awards are really just a reflection of his fan base and being like-minded with what Dave likes in professional wrestling today. I, I mean, it's it's no secret that one could certainly draw the conclusion that Dave prefers the style of wrestling, the storytelling and wrestling in AEW over, you know, mostly WWE. I, I think that's 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 fairly obvious. So I, I, I don't necessarily think Dave has a bias towards AEW. I just think that that's the type of wrestling that he prefers. That's the right. type of story he prefers. That's the type of tonality. Uh, it's no secret that AEW has a very much more uh, tongue-in-cheek, comedic approach to professional wrestling, if you want to put it that way. Uh, WWE, you know, they they have some comedy stuff, and a, a lot of what WWE does is is also not not very good. So, you know, Dave knows his core audience, and he's going to speak to that core audience. So it's it's not different than any other show. I think the results of the the awards themselves, you know, I, I don't agree with all of them. Uh, but I, it's not necessarily shocking to me to see that AEW went and pretty much dominated all the categories, considering that's what Dave's mainly pushing. Like that's, that's his main focal point for his show most of the time. Right. But I think at the same time, a lot of the awards that were won by AEW, I don't think you really have someone from another promotion that could win it over someone from AEW especially in this year where a lot of promotions were shut down due to the pandemic. They were not running shows. And really the only two that were, were AEW and WWE. And yes, you had Impact Wrestling too, but a lot of people don't even follow Impact Wrestling to really give them any awards. When you look at the winners, do you really see any of the winners from what you saw that you were like, oh my God, there's no way this should have won? Nothing really stands out at me. If anything, I could go through the awards and the list of of who won them, and it just kind of kind of solidifies the point I'm trying to make. Like, you know, I one of the things that you'll notice if you follow Dave Meltzer, he's not a big fan of the Fiend. He's not a fan mm-hmm. of his matches. I don't right. know if he's necessarily a fan of the, you know, the the gimmick itself. But right. you know, the Fiend winning the award for worst gimmick. You know, you're going to get a lot of WWE fans who aren't going to agree with that. You know, I'm not a right. big fan of the Fiend. I think that it can be done right. I don't like the approach WWE takes on that gimmick itself. But that's a whole other episode that we could we could kind of have that debate on. But to say it's the worst gimmick in pro wrestling, it's not that I don't agree. It's just like that's a reflection of the narrative that Dave is going to going to spin. You know, that that's a direct reflection of the right. story he's going to tell. Right. No, I, I understand that. And it's like if CNN did a political poll and it shows that the Democrat is leading or the, the liberal mentality is the leading uh, vote getter. Or if Fox News did a poll and the conservative was the leading vote getter. This is just the same exact thing, in my opinion. So. To take this seriously, to say, oh, my God, AEW is like the greatest thing because of all these Meltzer Awards. Honestly, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Now, my personal opinion, I will agree that a lot of these awards should have been won by AEW because they really did deserve it. Like Moxley as wrestler of the year deserved it. Tag team of the year. I mean, the Bucks had a great year. 
It's hard to, to say they didn't deserve Tag Team of the Year this year. Match of the Year, their match with Paige and Omega. A lot of people say that was the match of the year. Some even say it was the best tag team match they ever saw. I disagree. I think the match with FTR was slightly better. And some people say Walter versus Ilya Dragunov was the match of the year. That's a match that you agreed with, Ralph. This is just one of those things where you could just create conversation and say, all right, I agree with this. I disagree with this. It's the same thing with the Academy Awards. It's the same thing with the Grammy Awards. It's the same thing with the Emmy Awards, the Tony Awards. There's people that are going to get snubbed. There's people that get, deserve it. There's there's awards that make no sense. To me, the one that I, I scratch my head on the most is the overrated and underrated wrestler of the year. Now, overrated went to The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Underrated went to Ricochet. I don't know if overrated and underrated is the right word. The right word to use is overpushed and underpushed, I think. And even underutilized, then, overutilized. Right. Overutilized, underutilized could be too. But I don't think Bray Wyatt is overrated, nor is he overpushed. I mean, we haven't seen him in three months and granted, or two months, and granted, that was after the turn of the year, so it doesn't partake in his um, equation. But Ricochet is not underrated. He's underutilized. There's a big difference. And I know Meltzer thinks that Ricochet could be, like, the greatest thing in wrestling today. Like, he could be the next big thing. But, guys, let's admit it. He's not. He's not the next big thing. To say he's underrated... Okay, you might have a point, but definitely underutilized, not underrated, in my opinion. If anything, people overrate him if they think he's the next big thing. I'm going to go through some of these now and just give me your initial thought. You tell me if you think that they're right on the money or just, you know, your initial reaction if you feel like somebody could have won this instead of them. So I'll, I'll go through the major ones. All right, go ahead. Uh, tag team of the year. We already went through that. The Bucks. I feel like AEW. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know, there's only so many promotions you can pick from the Bucks winning any issue with that. No, I mean, the FTR wasn't booked strong and they missed three months doing to being released from WWE. So I, I can't go with anybody other than the Bucks. You take any exception with AEW winning promotion of the year? No, because like I said, there's only two promotions that really worked the whole year. And it was AEW yep. and WWE and SmackDown was decent, but it was only for like half the year and Raw was bad the entire year. And NXT had a very big downfall this year. There is one promotion that is listed on here that I think should have won over AEW. And I think if you're a sports fan, you'd probably agree. And, and that's the UFC. They didn't stop for a single second. They didn't have a hiccup. They put on probably more shows than anybody else. Uh, pay-per-views, big fights, you name it, they did it. Conor McGregor returned during this pandemic era. I mean, Dana White going out there as a promoter and a, and a seller and a, not necessarily a booker, but just as a promotion guy, he bought, he went out there and he, he secured a freaking Island to ensure that he was yeah, going to be able true. to put shows on. That's so true. yeah, WWE had to conform to this. They had the Thunderdome. AEW had to go out of their way and secure the Daily's place and ensure that they could put shows on. Um, AW, I have no issue with that, but if, if anything, if I had my pick, I would have said UFC. So to your point about the overrated, underrated, you know, again, like that's one of those things that Dave touches on all the time with, with, with Ricochet. He talks about him all the time as being underrated. They're not using him correctly. And yeah, most people could probably say that Ricochet is not being utilized because right now, I mean, granted this past week he was on raw, but it's not like he's doing a whole lot. He had that little right. brief stint with retribution but other than that i mean he hasn't really been doing a whole hell of a lot 
he could be doing more. I mean, he's athletic enough, but the, the problem is his charisma. But that's one of the things that Dave talks about all the time. Oh, well, they're not using him. They're not using him. And it's like, okay, well, if you listen to his show and that's the narrative that you're going to believe and you're like-minded with Dave, of course you're going to vote Ricochet in that position. Same thing with Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think he's the best gimmick? I mean, what what defines a gimmick in pro wrestling? I, I, think, I, I think when it I comes to... When it comes to when you say best gimmick, worst gimmick, it's the the character type wrestler like the fiend, like Orange Cassidy are more character wrestlers than, say, like Roman Reigns, like, say, John Moxley. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Although they're all gimmicks. They all have gimmicks. But when people think gimmick, they're thinking lazy wrestler. They're thinking psychopathic clown guy with. Yeah. Uh, kids TV show. They're not thinking like head of the table. They're not thinking, you know, homicidal maniac kind of guy, stuff like that. They're not thinking like that. Like to me, you could have made a, ca- a case for Dexter Loomis in here. And I think he got votes for worst gimmick of the year, which I would disagree with. You could make a case for the fiend as the best. You could make a case for orange Cassidy as the best. There's nothing wrong with any of them. But again, it's just, Meltzer has his opinion and he's influencing his opinion onto these subscribers and that's how they're going to vote. So Meltzer, does Meltzer have a bias in his opinion? Yes. Cause we all do. That's what makes it an opinion. The journalist of Dave Meltzer, where he just reports information. I think he is objective in that regard. Uh, he will, you know, report the numbers as is in his newsletter. He does not subjectify to the news unless he's, talking about them on his radio show. So the podcaster, social media guy, influencer has a bias. The journalist does not. And that should be the way it's done. Unfortunately, as a reporter, you really should separate the two. You should either be objective or subjective. But because he's both, that's where people think he has a bias. Well, I I know one of the big things coming out of these awards was, you know, people accusing him of being biased and people not understanding that it's actually the subscribers that are voting in all of these categories. So I don't know why people are getting all upset as far as that's concerned. But there was that one tweet where somebody did question, you know, well, why can't we call out the flaws in AEW without somebody coming after us and telling us, you know, we we don't know what we're talking about. Right. And Dave's response to that was, imagine being out of uh, this much out of touch or something to that extent. Yep. Now that that's the point where I think people have a leg to stand on and say, there's got to be some sort of bias there because look, AEW, just like Raw, just like SmackDown, just like any show, just like any promotion has flaws. There's certain areas that where they're doing really good and there's areas where they could focus on and get better. That's that's any any TV show pretty much since, I guess, the creation of television. Mm -hmm. Every show has flaws or some areas that they can work on Yep. to suggest that you don't get it or you don't understand it or you're not smart enough or the level of intellect isn't there that you can't pick up on the subtle undertones of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to promote is just, it's kind of preposterous in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because now you, now you're taking your subjective stance and presenting it as fact and saying, look, if you don't get it, if you don't like AEW and you're going to criticize it, you're out of touch. When you compare it to like the music industry, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Radiohead. But one of the big things about Radiohead was this. Their early stuff or even the stuff that they put out now, a lot of people that don't pay attention to Radiohead, that aren't fans of Radiohead, 
they'd say it's kind of pretty freaking weird. It and is weird. The thing that a lot of the, uh, unless you're one of the things and rebuttals that you know a hardcore Radiohead fan would say to somebody that says, "Well, this is weird. I can't get into this," is, "Uh, you just don't get it." Like, like their music is a level ab- above whatever else, and right. just because it's weird, like you just can't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like this is pro wrestling here. There's only so much you're gonna get out of it. It's good guys. It's bad guys. There's storytelling. Um, there's all these different dynamics, but there's nothing that's above uh, anything I've ever seen in pro wrestling to where, okay, well, if you don't get it, you're just out of touch. You're not out of touch. You just don't like it. Some right. people can criticize AEW and not have it be an issue. I don't know why that becomes such a uh, a bad thing to say or suggest that you 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 can't criticize it. Right. Well, I think what happened was that first off, the person that made the tweet was Mark Madden, and he already has his his issues with people to begin with after suggesting that Brody Lee had COVID and that's why he passed away. And you know, that had a lot of backlash to even suggest that was the reason he passed away, you know, rightfully so, you know, and obviously he lost his job at PW torch because of it. What his tweet actually was saying was not necessarily that you can't criticize AEW. It was, you can't criticize AEW without a bunch of fans Getting back at you. And, exactly. And, and like this big giant tribe. And believe me, anyone that's followed this channel and seen the comment section will see that. Where if we say just the tiniest bit of criticism towards AEW, we get accused of being an AEW hating channel, which we're not at all. We are not an AEW hating channel. In fact, most of the time we praise AEW. And I think a lot of wrestling fans can praise AEW for what they've done, especially this past year. There's a lot of good stuff. John Moxley had an incredible year. That's why he won wrestler of the year. Britt Baker had an incredible improvement. That's why she was most improvement, uh, most improved wrestler. Kenny Omega, whether he was a tag team wrestler or a singles wrestler, had great matches. That's why he's most outstanding wrestler. Eddie Kingston, anytime he he cut a promo, he was great. That's why he won interviewer of the year. MJF commands the room when he comes into the, the, the arena. That's why he's most charismatic. Yes, there, like, there are things that AEW should have won here. And the things that WWE won, they should have won. Bailey should have won women's wrestler of the year. Pat McAfee, Rookie of the year, even though he was only in two matches, had an incredible two matches that he was in. Great promo, probably the best promo in NXT. And, and that's where the bias really gets questioned because people aren't talking about the the awards WWE won. They're more focused on what AEW won. But let's think about it. They really deserve those wins. The only one that, okay, maybe you, he couldn't have won was Tony Khan, promoter and booker of the year which maybe won by default because Vince McMahon did not have a good year booking until Roman Reigns came back. But it was from August to December. And even then, Raw still sucked for the whole year. Yeah, and and that was one of the ones that I kind of looked at. And it's like, all right, well, who else are you going to give it to? You could potentially say, okay, well, well, Dana White is promoter of the year, as I mentioned. Dana White does not do the booking there in the UFC. But other than that, I mean, who else did you realistically expect to win that? Did you expect somebody from Impact? Maybe somebody from New Japan? Yeah, that that might be logical. But, you know, I I think it really came down to this. What two promotions were most consistent during this pandemic era? It was WWE and it was AEW, in my opinion, at least in the United States. So 
I, I knew automatically there was going to be a lot of those two companies winning. And I knew that AEW was going to win a ton of them because Dave does have this tonality where he promotes AEW in a much better uh, and highlights it much more so than WWE. Mm-hmm. When they're reporting WWE, it has more of a negative tonality to it. When when they're covering AEW, it's just, okay, well, here's what AEW did this week, and this is what happened, or this is what was great. They don't really dig into the negativity uh, or the negatives that come with the promotion of AEW. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could look at each different section. You could You could debate it. I really wasn't all up in arms about any of these awards. I mean, I think that certainly Drew McIntyre could have won wrestler of the year. Drew and Orton could have won feud of the year, but you know what? That's my opinion. Just like the Mm -hmm. voters had their opinion. Right. So I, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't, I didn't really take issue with any of the wins. I just think that some people went way overboard with the way that they approached uh, their criticism on the awards themselves. I don't know what they were expecting. Right. Now, I I think the one thing that you could question the credibility on, and I 100% on this, was the fact that when they did like the award show itself, they had Tony Khan on. Now, if Vince McMahon were to dominate this in WWE, do you think Dave Meltzer would have Vince McMahon on? Probably not. And that's where you're like, okay, you have AEW winning all these awards and people already question your bias to begin with, but yet you're going to have the owner and booker of the promotion on the show to basically kiss his ass for every award they won. That there is where I could question the credibility and the bias. Other than that, I mean, the actual winners themselves, there's really hard. It's really hard to debate anyone else winning these awards from something other than AEW because of the, the, the focus and like the dynamic of the the year this year, this past year with the pandemic. Right. And and speaking of debate, I think one of our recent polls actually sparked a little bit of a of debate in our comments section and not too long ago. What was that yesterday? You put this poll up? Yes. The which, so, you, so we we've done a few polls. And the reason I've been doing these polls is just to get a better understanding of our audience, because are they older? Are they younger? Are they our age? Are they, you know, just getting into wrestling and only know AEW? Are they lifelongers that just love AEW? And it's very interesting, some of these poll results that we got. So uh, the majority of our fans started watching either during the Attitude Era or before 1993. But when they were asked which era was the best era to watch, AEW was the leading voting by a majority. And that one that like that sparked uh, some debates in our our comment section. So with these poll results that we have we have on our channel, do you believe that this kind of supports what Dave Meltzer's awards have shown that they're going to vote AEW over a lot of things including saying that the Attitude Era was worse than AEW Dynamite these past 2 years? <laughs> Uh, so I, I think it all but solidifies that polls can be skewed and present pretty much any information you want it to present. I, I, I don't think it's um, disingenuous to suggest that, you know, a, a certain subset of a fan base uh, based on the narrative or the direction or whatever the the, the show content is going to cover is is the is pretty much going to be the number one voted thing each and every time. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with it? 
No, I don't. I, I think that AEW is a newer promotion. I certainly think that AEW has done a lot of good things. But to me, the Attitude Era was the best era and is the best era in pro wrestling of all time. It did have it, its lowlights. Don't get me wrong. Mae Young giving birth to a hand. <laughs> yep. um, Val mm-hmm. Venus getting his genitalia chopped off by right. Kai and Tai. Okay, so there's a lot of things that did occur during the Attitude Era that one can point to and say, well, look, that was terrible. That's any show, though. That's any show. That's any, any promotion in pro wrestling. That's any TV show. But what the Attitude Era did was make it where for the first time in a really long time, maybe you could say back going back to like, you know, the, um, the territory days when Ric Flair was really big. Mm -hmm. This was the first time where pro wrestling was presented more or less as both drama sport and accepted by a mainstream audience and not just pro wrestling diehard fans, but fans who Mm -hmm. were casuals of all different demographics, uh, college students. I mean, this was the point in pro wrestling where I think its peak was certainly the highest. And from that, you got some of the biggest stars. You got some of the best tag teams. You got some of the best storylines, biggest moments. AEW hasn't done any of that just, just yet. And there's still a new promotion. It could still happen. But no, I don't think that right now AEW is better than the Attitude Era. Right. And I think part of the reason why the, the poll went the way it did was just because a lot of wrestling fans, one, they only had the five choices that I put up. And of that, it was either the golden era or the attitude era because I separated by promotion and then AEW. And a lot of them probably didn't start watching wrestling till after the attitude era. So it's it's an age bias and a recency bias. And that's part of why AEW won overwhelmingly. But for those that started watching wrestling, during the golden era, during the attitude era, I think we're the ones that voted for at least the attitude era. Like we did get some votes for the golden era, whether it was WWF or the NWA Crockett promotions days from 83 to 89. And, and don't get me wrong. You have an argument for all five of those choices. And that's why we do this. We don't do this to try to promote a narrative. We don't try to do this to, um, you know, try to cater to, a WWE audience or a cater to an AEW audience. It's really just to better understand our audience so that we know what content to make for you guys. And to see certain comments in like our comment section, we, I mean, we get similar comments to what Dave Meltzer was getting that it's bias or the fan base is bias or they're anti WWE. They're, they're pro AEW. AEW could do no wrong. And believe me, there are definitely fans from both sides of that argument. There's fans that think AEW could do no wrong and WWE could do no right. And there's fans that think AEW just completely sucks and they're not going to amount to anything, even though I believe they have. I think people overrate what they've done, but they've done a lot of good things in this past two years. And this these polls that we conduct and these awards that get thrown around all the time really should be taken with a grain of salt. They really should because, one, you can't control them. Even if you try to, you cannot control the results of these polls. You know, maybe your opinion influences some people, but at the end of the day, they're just what people vote for. And if you have a collective of the same opinion, they're going to vote that way regardless of how you word any question. 
Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I, I think that, you know, the, the notion that we're doing these polls for any other reason than trying to better understand our audience and what they like. And just, you know, this is how we come up with different ideas as far as what we're going to cover in different episodes that we're going to record. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now if it didn't get the emotional response that it got mm -hmm. within the comments section of the way that people voted. Because, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did find it a little odd that AEW uh, won that that specific poll. But at the same time, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because as I talked about, we do cover quite a bit of AEW content, usually mm -hmm. that the AEW fan base is typically of the younger demographic, which we know they're going to engage in more polls and they're going to be more vocal online and participate in stuff like that, where the older demographic that was maybe watching during the Attitude Era or even the Golden Era before that, they may not take, they may not take part in those polls or they may mm -hmm. not be as active online or YouTube or any other social media for that matter. So I, I, I think it's, it's, if people truly felt like AEW is better than the Attitude Era, you know, and I'm not talking about in-ring because in-ring is subjective. That in itself would be surprising if you polled a mass amount of people, mm -hmm. but it is not surprising to me based on the people that are subscribed to our show specifically. Right. Exactly. And that's all it is. So I understand there's some people that thought we were trying to push a narrative or people think that our results, you know, is just a bunch of AEW fanboys or whatever. I, I see all the comments and I'll just say this. We make them to make conversation. We make these shows to create conversation. And that's what the comment section is for. But if you're going to be one of those that tries to tell us we are an AEW hating channel or we're a pro AEW channel when we're, we're not, you know, you're you're not you're not watching you're not understanding what we do. You don't understand what we are trying to do, and maybe that's our fault for not making you understand, which is fine. I'll be you know if you guys want to comment that, feel free. But to accuse us of something like that, I think is wrong. And I'm I'm at the point now where I'm asking our subscribers like if you're gonna criticize if you're gonna call us something we're not unsubscribe, don't watch, don't comment. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and I, I think the whole reason, so to tie this all together, the whole reason we started, or one of the biggest reasons we started the show is because we saw the direction where this whole, the, the entire wrestling industry right now, as far as the fan and the, the fans are concerned and the IWC, we saw the direction this was going. You're, there's many people that are very pro AEW and there's, very, there's many people that are very pro WWE. And there is a very large sense of tribalism, which at the end of the day, that doesn't do a whole lot for the industry as a whole. We saw a lot of shows and a lot of podcasters who do, in fact, try to push a narrative that AEW is the best and everything WWE has done over the past year, year and a half has not been good. Uh, there can be credit given to all companies, any company, Impact, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, any, any of those companies, they can all be given credit where credit is due and they could also be criticized. And that's what we try to do here. We try to draw down, draw a line down the middle, call it like we see it. If we like it, we'll praise it. We say this all the time. And if it's something that we feel like we can't enjoy, or it's something that we're questioning, we're not scared to have that conversation um, and get into that conversation with either fans or just in general between us. Because a lot of a lot of shows don't do that. They don't call mm -hmm. it like it's C. They know that right now, let's be honest, AEW, as far as 
um, online interaction between a lot of the people that subscribe to shows. That's the thing that's going to get them clicks. That's the thing that's going to get them subscriptions. And that's fine. If that's what you want to do for your show, all go for it. Do what you got to do. We don't try to uh, cater to any one company for the sake of subscriptions, for the sake of clicks, for the sake of views. I know that it bothers people that I go out here on a biweekly basis or mo- once a month basis and criticize Orange Cassidy because, you know, I, I, I feel a certain way about him. And I know that gets people upset, but I also know that a lot of people like him. And I also know that me going out there saying these things doesn't do any favors for us as a show. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to just sit here and say that I'm a huge fan of Orange Cassidy for the sake of like, likes and subscriptions. That's not what we do. That's not right. what the show's about. So, you know, if you want to disagree with us, that's fine. Let's talk about it in the comments section. But to just blatantly go out and say that, you know, we cater to one company over another, it's simply not true. You're just not paying attention to what we're saying. And if we criticize somebody, you don't have to agree with it, but we're not going to be scared to go out there and criticize one promotion over another. Right. And I I think to Meltzer's point, too, Meltzer has his opinion and he will sway one way over another just because that's his personal opinion. But when it comes to his journalistic, uh, his journalistic approach, he's pretty down the middle, I, I believe. I think he's pretty objective when it comes to the journalist, Dave Meltzer, like I said. And as us as commentators, which is all we are, we are, we're not wrestlers, we're not journalists, we don't try to say we are, we're just wrestling fans commenting on what we watch. And if we think something sucks, we're going to say it sucks. If we think it's great, we're going to say it's great. And if we think fans are saying one thing sucks and then the exact same thing on a, a different promotion, they're praising it, we're going to call it out. Yep. That's not saying we're a hating channel. That's not saying we're a fanboy channel. Listen, we're two marks talking about wrestling. That's what it comes down to. And if you aren't seeing that, I don't know what else to tell you, but we're here to have a conversation. That's all this channel's for. Conversation. And with that, comment below what you guys think of the Melter Awards, what you guys think of this channel, the wrestling industry as a whole. Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe to join the conversation. Hit that bell for notifications, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.